When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The orders of the court are, one, the amended application be dismissed with costs, such costs to be agreed or failing agreement assessed. Two, reasons to be published at a later date. Not quite OJ Simpson stuff but that was pertaining to Novak Djokovic, uh, and uh, that was uh, the verdict from the judge. Get out of Dodge, get out as uh, soon as we want you to get out, and that means now we understand that Novak Djokovic is now safely in Dubai. What a crazy 10 days it's been leading in to a tournament which has already uh, been disrupted, of course, for various reasons, uh, subject to COVID protocols, uh, as are all sporting events around the world. No one, no one expected it to play out like this. And uh, to be fair, it's a damn shame at the end of the day that not even the best can break the rules, it seems. Dave Worsley joins us uh, this morning. Um, Dave, uh, one of the biggest tennis fans I know. Um, and this has been uh, a bit of a sad saga, I think, for all concerned. Dave, uh, I, I guess you're just about over it, are you? <laughs> Just about over it, yes indeed. I think uh, now we are ready for some tennis, actually in about two hours' time. Uh, for me, I look at it in a, in a funny way that it's overridden everything that's amazing about the sport or everything amazing that could happen in this particular Grand Slam, as we said, starting in a couple of hours. For me, I've been actually be there, except uh, I can't get there. Well, I can't get there, but I can't get back. But then I guess I look at it like Rafael Nadal, and sort of think, well, you know, there's a lot worse going on in the world right now than the tennis tournament. Yes, it's annoying for me that I can't get there. Yes, it's annoying for the spectators that they won't get to see uh, Novak Djokovic. But there are worse things to be worried about. There are. Uh, but uh, what do you think? Uh, will there be anything ongoing about this? I mean, will Djokovic turn around and say, OK, that didn't work and I, I don't want this to happen again. It's not good for me. It's not good for tennis. I'll get the jab and let's move on. Or how do you see this playing out? What do you, what do you know about this guy's character? Well, he, he won't get the jab. That's the, the thing is with uh, Djokovic, he doesn't like to back down. His whole thing is, I wanted to win the Aussie Open because I've done it nine times before. I'm going to win it. I'm going to go to number 21 when it comes to total of Grand Slams. I will go ahead of Nadal and Federer, and I will be the greatest, and everyone will love me. Actually, no, they won't. Uh, people will still support Nadal and Federer more than you at times. You know, different people like different things. And that's fine. But not for Djokovic. He works on a numbers game. If I get more, I'm the best. I am the best. 
his father compares him to God. I mean, my father would never do that. That's for sure. I don't know about yours, uh, but you know, it, it, it's one of those things. You know, he is so driven by being the best or going to be the best, and uh, this has happened. He's not going to change the way he goes, the way he acts, the way he uh, trains, the way he lives. So that is not going to happen. Uh, the French Open will probably let him in because they're French. They'll just say, uh, "Yeah, you have to be vaccinated, but come on in, and it'll be fine." Wimbledon won't bend the rules for him. They will not do that. Uh, every other player, bar Djokovic, Tennis Sangren, who's about 97 in the world, and I believe Benoit Paire, are those are the three players in the men's ATP singles rankings who are not vaccinated. One of them didn't come. One of them is completely nuts. And the other one got kicked out. Were you surprised then that at the end of the day he left so quietly? Or did, did you think there'd be more fight in the old dog? Um, and another appeal, etc. Well, I wouldn't say he left quietly. Um, there wasn't too much that he could do against a federal government that just decided to be determined to kick him out. That first of all said, "Yeah, well, we're really keen to have him. We want him." Uh, yeah, but then old Scomo realised uh, Scomo, who looks at the polls only, oh, hang on, this is going to go against us. We better change our mind. So you know, he got the federal government doing that. I think uh, he did all he could. I mean, he, he came in and caused a bit of a ruckus, and then uh, he was ready to play. He practiced. Uh, he was on Rod Laver Arena Court mm. a number of times. He was put in the draw. Um, I don't know if there was much more they could do except chain himself to the umpire st- uh, stand. You know, he, he did <laughs> everything he possibly could. He did. Uh, he did, and that was amazing to see him actually on centre court, and now, of course, um, he, he's gone gone from there so let's uh, look at who still is there and uh, who now uh, is top of the favoritism list from your point of view we've got Medvedev still there Pass is still there Zereva is still there um, who, who, who for you um, all of a sudden becomes a candidate for an automatic number one seed yeah well it really does uh, fall to uh, Medvedev of course he beat uh, Djokovic in the final of the US Open a few months back which is pretty dramatic to do that so he's uh, you know he's a, he's a top player he's number two in the world he's already got one slam he's uh, lovable and likable dislikable and all in the same way but in a, in a good sense uh, you know he, he loves playing the sport he's totally unorthodox in the way he plays it as well six foot seven hits everything off balance uh, if he wins his first round which he should against his first opponent he'll either play uh, Nick Kyrgios or Liam Brody who's uh, a bit of a character as well so either way he's going to come up against a character that'll be a fun match to watch that second round match it really will you know so he, he's my he's my favorite at the bottom half of the draw which I guess is the top half when you sort of look at it that way uh, the other person to me um, Zedev is my other one now I've never been a great fan of some of his play uh, but he, he's been a runner-up in a Grand Slam, and I'm sort of wondering when he's going to break through to actually win it. So, uh, yeah, I think um, I'm looking at him to actually do something this time. He's, uh, you know, he's done enough in the past. Uh, he's, uh, where is he? In the top half of the draw, as I scanned down in between 128 names. Uh, yeah, he's in the top half of the draw. He's got an opportunity. The other player up the top half is uh, Berrettini, runner-up at Wimbledon last year, the Italian player. He can play on all surfaces. So you're sort of looking in the top half, either Zedev or Berrettini to come through and potentially play against uh, Medvedev in the final. Right. Let, uh, what, what about the COVID rules here? What about from a crowd point of view? Uh, where are we at in terms of the fans uh, at this year's well, tournament yeah. to begin with? This is a complete mess. 
Brits, and this is not looking good for the Australian Open or for the Victorian government who put a massive amount of money into it, and also for the federal government as well, uh, and, and also for Craig Tiley, the tournament director since 2013. He will, uh, as we call it, step down or move on to other things not so long after the tournament. In other words, you're fired. Uh, that's my prediction and quite a few people's prediction now because last year, by running the tournament, possibly when he shouldn't, when they've got... Uh, held in February, sort of moved, shuffled around and all sorts of other things, and had a weaker draw, for the, particularly for the women's, uh, he, they lost 80 million US dollars last year. That's a lot of money to lose. It uh, doesn't matter how much you make in the, in the end, but they also didn't have crowds. They had crowds, didn't have crowds, had 50% crowds, so they lost $80 million. For this tournament coming up today, uh, they've had to borrow $20 million to actually finance it to keep it going. So that's not looking good. Then 50% crowds, according to the uh, state government. So you can see how it's not going to help. It's not going to be a good one. I cannot see how they'll make any money on it because if you only got 50% crowds in the main courts, you can have people with uh, ground passes on the outside. Yes, that brings in money. But when you've already had to borrow 20 grand and you lost uh, 80, uh, 20 million, you lost 80 last year. It's not looking good there, Smithy. So Dave, just tell me, uh, television rights, of course, are a great source of income for yep. most sporting uh, organisers, etc. Does um, do the tennis, uh, the, the TV rights for the Australian Open, go directly to Australian tennis, or is that absorbed by uh, the WTA and distributed? No, no, it's it's straight to the tournament, straight to Tennis Australia and Australian Open. So they've actually got some great deals that have come through from BN Sport and from not the traditional sources like you know in the past it would be Channel Nine or or BBC or whatever. They've got some massive ones coming in from, the, I, I guess we'll call it the new TV vision people. As, as you know, it's not the traditional ones anymore who are broadcasting mm. sport. We're, we're getting them from everywhere. So they've made a lot of money from their uh, BN sports to a certain extent, but lots of other ones. So the money's coming in. But when you get, uh, what is it, 850,000 people coming through your gates in a, in a good year, and that's going to be cut to potentially 500,000, plus you've already borrowed 20 mil. Yeah, it's looking a little bit dodgy, plus the PR that's not looking so good. If you were, if you were mm. I think it's Vegemite signed on a couple of years ago, how are you thinking about the Aussie Open management right now? Thinking that you mm. want to be the good citizens and have everybody vaccinated, then they let in someone that isn't, then they kick them out, then you're sort of thinking, guys, what are you doing? Do we want to keep on sponsoring this or do we go to something more heartfelt, which is sometimes a little bit difficult to find in Aussie sport? Um, you know, so what do you do? It's, it's, it's looking a little bit messy, but, but I have one solution for you, Smithy. Here you go. Ash Barty. She's my bet to win it this time for Australia, to be the first Australian woman to win it since Chrissy O'Neill in 1978. There you go. My brash prediction. Okay. Radio, and if she does, which puts a everybody lot of, will feel good about of, it. That puts a lot of pressure on Ash. It's, uh, not that she hasn't felt it before at home. So uh, along with Naomi Osaka, who of course uh, continues to be outspoken on uh, a number of issues uh, around tennis, not just the game itself. Um, and, and I'm also interested in uh, this this young lady who, who thrilled us all, uh, won our hearts, uh, and Emma Raducanu, who's now seated 17 in this tournament, but no one's really talking about her as a prospect, Dave. What, what's happened to Emma and her development in the game? I know she sacked a coach straight away. What's happened to her in the game? 
Well, you, you wouldn't call it a sacking. You never call things sacking, uh, Smithy. You just say that you've moved on. So if anyone oh, says sorry. we're not using it anymore, you haven't been sacked, you've been moved on. There you go. Not right. that we've ever, any, okay. one of, any one of us have that, have we? Um, but, no. yeah, it, she's, uh, she lost her first practice match, or well, first match in the tournament uh, a week or so ago, 6-love, six 6-1. Six so that probably wasn't the best start to the year. Uh, in fact, I'm trying to think if she actually won a match after the US Open. I think she won a couple. Yeah, so it's not looking great. But Tim Henman, the British, um, former British player, did say that, you know, the year doesn't start and finish in January. It starts, but it doesn't finish there. So if you do lose early, don't, don't lose heart. You can build up. You can do better on other surfaces, whether it's grass, whether it's in the US, whether it's clay or whatever. So, you know, he's trying to say, just, just settle people. She's still a teenager. She's had so much put on her. I think she almost got an MBE or some, I don't know, some letter after her name in the Queen's Honours, which is kind of weird when you're a teenager and you're still playing and you've only just started out. So I wouldn't expect too much from her. Uh, there's, yeah, a lot of, uh, everybody's looking at her. But don't expect too much from her. I wouldn't put any money on her, that's for sure, even to pass the first round at this rate. I think you've really got to look at your steady people. Osaka, uh, Barty, who lost in the quarterfinals uh, in three sets last year. Other than those two, it starts to get a little bit iffy because so many of them have ups and downs. Vitalina uh, won the first week and then lost the first round next week, I think it was, or vice versa. Uh, Simona Halep won one of the um, mm. uh, preview tournaments, so watch out for her. Uh, she's done well at the Aussie Open before. But, yeah, it's kind of a little bit of a strange one because a lot of people are affected differently by the whole COVID thing. You know, how do they feel after sort of going through not so much isolation, but the whole Novak thing may affect them a little bit more and uh, less crowds sort of... Yeah, just it's a little bit strange how some people react to these things. So finally, finally after this whole saga, we're getting tennis today. And as you mentioned before, it's just a matter of hours away now. Uh, first round action, anything of note that we should look uh, for, Dave, on this, the first 24 hours of actual play? We've got some guy called Nadal playing, so he's apparently quite good. Uh, no, I mean, mm. I think a lot of people have really enjoyed what he's uh, said, as in, um, you know, what he's talked about with Djokovic and things like that and how he's been very mature about it and been a real good leader. Uh, so that, that's one thing that's uh, really great to see. Um, I, I look at... Uh, oh, you know, there's nothing really that's going to say this is the match to watch out in the first round. Uh, we've got Svetolina uh, playing. Um, yeah, Berrettini's always fun. Osaka's playing. Uh, Coco Goff, that'll be fun to see how she's maturing. Yeah, there's a lot of good players, but there's no one match that really jumps out at me. Uh, Paula Bardosa from Spain, she's gone up to being uh, eighth seed. She's really good to watch in many ways. Um, yeah, she, she's, a, she's a good talent. But, yeah, no one match at the moment. It's the first round. People, it'll be interesting to see how the crowds have actually, do they come to the tennis as much as they can? They haven't been at the build-up matches. Uh, I don't know about the cricket, but I don't know if there's been big crowds at any sporting events so much uh, over the uh, last couple of weeks in Australia. So uh, just finally, and getting back to, to Djokovic, normally I suppose you, you have a bit of a, you're playing a major, then you have a bit of a lull as you rest up over it, particularly if you've gone well, you've played a lot of tennis. So where do you see, uh, outside the majors, is it possible to look at where Djokovic may next appear on a tennis court, or uh, do, are we only going to find this kind of scenario at, at Grand Slam time? 
I believe there'll be more at Grand Slam times. There's enough nations in Europe or the Middle East where you can uh, get away with things as such or not be vaccinated. Uh, most nations are saying that you have to. However, most nations, if you were, let, let's say, if you were somewhere in uh, Eastern Europe that's going to hold an ATP tournament or you're in the Middle East and everybody's meant to be vaccinated, but uh, Djokovic came knocking on your door and said, can I play? You'd come up with a reason to let him play, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, if I was flexible yeah. and I needed the income, etc., I needed the draw card. I, I, I can, I see where you're getting for getting to. Yeah, so it's, it's, it'll be interesting. At the moment, what he's uh, said, he's put a statement out that he was disappointed with the result of the findings from uh, from the law courts, which is was just weird to start with um, all the way through. No one comes out the winners, but he said that he'll wait until after the Australian Open before he comments or talks anymore. And I think that's the best thing. Just, just just for a while, let the tennis take over. Just regather your thoughts. Go and uh, sort yourself out. Then think about what you're going to do next. Uh, which tournaments will let you in, which ones won't. What, how inspired are you to do anything else? Just let it, let it slide for a moment. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, uh, yeah, I, I think it's been an absolute balls up of alpha male against alpha male against alpha male. And there's a lot of, lot of them in Australia. Uh, yeah, I'd like to be there right now, but um, you know, hey, I'm fortunate to have been there in the past uh, 20 odd times. So we'll uh, just look forward to next year. Okay, Dave, uh, I'm sure they'll miss you in the nightclubs in Melbourne. Um, I understand <laughs> you. Got to, you know, I, I, well, I'm not, we've got to protect our reputation. Here, but, uh, I understand you are very, very good on the dance floor. That's all I'm prepared to say at this point. So here we go. Uh, it's 11:19 here on SENZ. We have been talking to Dave Worsley. Um, and yes, the Australian Open will miss him, but we uh, we won't. We'll get him back uh, throughout the tournament to, to get regular updates. Dave Worsley there here on SCNZ. It's 11.20, a uh, chance for, uh, to read out a couple of more texts uh, that have come in. Do you have an opinion on Djokovic? Do you, where do you stand? Uh, there will be some Djokovic sympathisers. Are you one of them? Or good riddance, as you say. The world is a different place, and it doesn't matter how powerful you are, how good you are in your particular field. You have to conform, particularly when you're travelling from A to B and you don't own B. Uh, 